You're listening to the College Football Daybreak Podcast with Dave and Leslie. Hope you're ready because the College Football Daybreak Podcast starts now. Hey everyone, welcome to College Football Daybreak. I'm Leslie O'Connor, joined by Dave Mulder, and today we're talking about the championship week of college football. Yeah, we are, Leslie. You know, I can't believe the season has just flown by already at the championship games or the conferences. My team season is done, except for, you know, the bowl game, you know, our team, Michigan State. I'm really looking forward to that, by the way, because it should be in Florida. But I wanted to know, Leslie, with this season over, you know, we've been doing this podcast now for three years. Is this the most interesting season we've been watching or do you think either of the last two seasons were were more fun? Oh, I feel like every season is kind of fun in its own right, but um, because weird things happen you don't expect. Last year, we did not expect Michigan State to fall from being ranked to not even make into a bowl game. And then this year, the same can be said for Florida State, Florida, which for Florida State, it really kind of is messing up that conference because um, that's like a ranked win for a lot of teams. So I I think every season there's always kind of something that comes up that is just really unexpected and fun. So what's that for this year? I... I actually think it's the Florida teams, like Florida, Florida State, just being garbage and kind of mm. Miami coming out of the blue, UCF being undefeated. Like, like that's just a little topsy-turvy from what I would have expected. You know, speaking of UCF, they are going to be one of the teams that we're talking about in the championship game. Um, do you think it's fair that UCF is not going to be in the playoff Yes, only be I mean only because the rankings are so quality of wins and resume based. I, I think it does make sense. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I wish they had played or they I wish they would have the opportunity to play someone good. But they I mean they've done everything they can do with their schedule. They won all their games. I think it's a good argument for in the future moving to an eight-team playoff that automatically includes the best group of five team. Anyway, I don't want to get bogged down in those details, but I will just disagree with you about one thing. that I don't think that Michigan State having a bad season last year made that season any more interesting (laughs) for me. (laughs) Okay. Just for what it's worth. Anyway, you're right. Um, Championship weekend coming up. We got a handful of games, so there's not as uh, much volume in other weekends, but the quality is everything you want in college football. And do you just want to jump right into it? Yes, that sounds good. Okay. So Friday, Saturday are our days. Friday, there's one championship game that we're paying attention to. 8 p.m. ESPN, the Pac-12 championship game. Southern Cal, USC is a three-point favorite against Stanford. You know, Stanford struggled early this year. They even lost to USC. It was a blowout, 42-24. to It was at USC, though. And then they lost to San Diego State. And if you remember, that's when I was talking about, kind of, I was on uh, SDSU. I was all, all big about the Aztecs. But Aztecs kind of lost later on. They're, they had a pretty good season. And I kind of jumped on the Stanford bandwagon. So Stanford, after that loss to USC, they have gone 8-1. and one. They've looked great at times. I mean, other times they've been a little stagnant, but they've won. They've been winning. USC, though, has been consistent all year. They've only had one bad loss 
which was a blowout at the hands of Notre Dame, but 49 to 14, something like that. I this is one I struggled with a lot. In fact, just before we were we started recording this, I even asked you who you were picking because I just wanted to know. Um because I want to know if I should change mine because I'm, I'm very nervous about it, but I'm going to stick with it and I'm going to go with Stanford. I think Stanford is going to get the best of USC this time and mostly because of their defense, uh, but also because this is going to be on a neutral field, you know, not in Los Angeles, not on USC's home turf. And I think Stanford is, is just shown that they're a lot better than they were early this year. Okay. So For the whole season, I've been taking cumulative averages of different offensive and defensive stats and basing my picks solely on those numbers. So for these championship games, and a lot of these are rematches, all these teams are good. All these teams are ranked and honestly fairly competitive. So I changed I changed my metrics this week. Um, I well, I should say I changed the range of my data that instead of using the full season, I'm just using the last four games. So that's consistent for every team. But I'm really only looking at the recent games, recent wins, recent losses. I just feel at this point in the season that. that makes more sense. A lot of the early losses just don't count. A lot of the teams change. There's injuries or teams get a better momentum. So uh, so this one is based a little bit different from past weeks. Okay, so with that said, USC has won their last four games after that um, after their loss to Notre Dame. but, Stanford also won their last three games, including the win over Notre Dame. So really, both teams are on a roll right now. And I, um, the score was definitely going to be closer than that early loss, um, where the 42-24 is going to be much closer than that. But uh, as you mentioned Stanford's defense, I'm actually going to focus on USC's offense for this one, which just has such an advantage here. Uh, Uh, And that alone is going to help USC win this one. I'm really looking forward to this one, mostly because it's on Friday and it's not competing against any other games. I get a chance to watch it and focus on it, because if this was competing against the Big Ten championship game or any of the others, I would split time. So I'm glad I can watch this one and really focus on it. I hope it's close and I hope Stanford wins because I've been behind them now for a while (laughs) and I want them to prove me right. I want them to prove your metrics wrong. Okay. (laughs) But, um, but this is definitely worth watching. So let's go ahead and turn our attention to Saturday. This is, you know, this is where the meat shows up and we're going to start at noon with Memphis, 20th ranked Memphis taking on UCF central Florida. It's actually at UCF. So, the other championship games are on neutral fields, whereas this one, the American Athletic Conference championship game, is at UCF's home stadium. In the regular season, UCF won this game 40-13. to 13. It was a blowout, and there's a lot on the line. So the winner of this game is going to advance to a New Year's Six Bowl as the highest-ranked group of five team. They're, I mean, I, I think there's really no one even behind Memphis, so... It's just these two teams, and 
Assume Memphis wins, they would jump UCF, presumably, and become that representative. So this is one that I was a little tempted to take Memphis in a revenge factor. Memphis, by the way, has a tremendous offense. They have a decent defense. There's a lot of reasons to think Memphis could essentially reverse what happened early in the year against UCF. But I'm not going to pick against a team that's undefeated. I think the Golden Knights are going to finish the season undefeated. And there's going to be a lot of talk about Scott Frost going to Nebraska. I mean, there already is right now. But um, I don't think it's going to trip them up, at least in this one. And I'm looking forward to seeing UCF in the New Year's Six Bowl so that we can find out how they actually will do against a high caliber of opponent. So I'm taking UCF. Okay, so you mentioned Memphis losing to UCF. Uh, 40-13, so bad. However, that is Memphis's only loss, is to an undefeated UCF. And outside of that, Memphis has actually had some really big scores this season. And right now, they are a much better team than they were back in week four. So um, comparatively, Memphis has a better, a slightly better offense and they have a slightly better defense. And I actually think that that is enough to break UCF's undefeated streak. And I'm picking Memphis for this one. That is bold. I will tell you that. I was very tempted, like I said, to take Memphis. But given the fact it's essentially a home game for UCF and that there's so much on the line for the conference and for potentially you know, Scott Frost, I... I just I I can't pick against him, but I I like your bold attitude picking Memphis to get the upset. I am all about redemption games. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Moving on to 1230 p.m., another potential redemption game, Big 12 championship game. Number three, Oklahoma is a touchdown favorite against TCU. This game is in Arlington, Texas, and I mentioned it's a redemption opportunity because Oklahoma dominated the regular season matchup a couple weeks ago. And uh, at halftime, it was it was 38 to 14 Oklahoma. You know, it was over by halftime. And Baker Mayfield, of course, is playing his best football of his career. He's going to win the Heisman. I, I put 99% chance of that. So a lot of reasons to pick Oklahoma. I just don't see any reason the rematch is going to be different. I'm curious to uh, to see if you think there's another redemption factor here, but I don't. I think Oklahoma is going to win comfortably. Okay, so you said at halftime that the score was 38-14, yeah. but the final score was 38-20. So uh, Oklahoma did nothing in the second half of that game. TCU just wasn't able to make a comeback. But I remember for that game that I picked TCU because I was relying on their defense And I'm going to do it again because TCU is coming off of two wins against Texas Tech and Baylor. But before you laugh, Oklahoma struggled against Baylor earlier in the season. So I actually think that does count for something. So I am picking TCU uh, for the redemption factor because I think they can they do have a stronger defense than Oklahoma and a little bit of team chaos. Well, it should be interesting to watch. Again, this weekend is just stocked. These these championship games are just jam-packed with so much on the line, you know, playoff berths for both teams. You know, TCU still has a very outside shot at making the playoff, but they they have to crush Oklahoma. 
But this is another great example where both of these are they're very good teams. TCU could very easily win this game. I happen to think Oklahoma is going to get the job done again, but I can see why you'd pick TCU. And I don't even see TCU being able to make it into the playoffs, but what they would do is knock Oklahoma out. And Absolutely. I, I like that chaos factor. Well, speaking of chaos, yes. last week, Auburn beat Alabama. I'm assuming you watched. Woo! Yep. And that means that this weekend at 4 p.m. on Saturday, Auburn plays Georgia in the SEC championship game in Atlanta. You'll remember a couple weeks ago that Auburn knocked off number one Georgia, 40 to 17. Not just knocked them off, but annihilated them. You know, no team in the country is riding higher right now than Auburn. That's a three-game stretch where they've beaten two number one teams, although both of those were at home. So Georgia, you might think, okay, they lost to Auburn. You know, the world has ended. We're going to struggle. They actually haven't struggled at all. They played very well. Granted, not great teams. They just beat Georgia Tech, but they've dominated Georgia Tech. I think Georgia has gotten onto the right track. They've righted the ship. And this one is more or less a home game for Georgia. Granted, it's on neutral territory in Atlanta, but it is in their home state. They should have a lot of people there. I think that Georgia gets their redemption story told. You know, you like TCU. You like Memphis as far as redemption. I like Georgia as far as redemption. I think Georgia gets this win. And at number six, they basically swap and move into the playoff, uh, take Auburn's spot. So um, go Bulldogs. This is going to be such a tough game because what you just said, I can imagine that happening. And it's such a tough rematch. Georgia totally wants to disrupt Auburn's playoff chances. They totally want to have their redemption. This And there's so much pressure here. I just think Auburn will remember crushing Georgia and is coming off of the high of beating Alabama just I think that's so strong for them that I I'm still gonna stick with Auburn you know the one I didn't mention this but one of the reasons I am a little down at Auburn is that their best player carry on Johnson got banged up in that Alabama game and there's not been a whole lot of word about what his status is it's he'll more than likely play but if he's not at 100% then that could really impact Auburn's ability to move the ball if your best player is hurt and not able to run as fast or get as many touches, that's going to affect you in the long run. So for, I think it's going to affect Auburn. We don't again. We don't know the exact extent of it, but with Carryon Johnson hurt or not at 100, percent that's that was one of the reasons I went with Georgia. Although that wasn't the only reason. Just wanted to mention that. Makes sense. So that's four games, and we've disagreed on four. This is a pretty big departure from other weeks where we've agreed on everything except for like one game. So let's go ahead and move on to APM. There are two games APM. They close out essentially the weekend. So they both have playoff berths on the line. Basically, the winner of uh, at least the ACC championship game, the first game we'll talk about, will be going to the playoffs. So that is Clemson. Number one, Clemson is nearly a 10 point favorite against Miami, number seven, Miami. This game is in Charlotte, the ACC championship game, and they did not meet in the regular season. So whereas in these other conferences, you know, Oklahoma played TCU and Auburn played Georgia, Clemson hasn't played Miami. 
And Miami, as you know, is coming off their first loss of the year. It was at Pitt. We talked a little about that one being interesting. It was on our list. We both thought that Miami would win, but we observed the opportunity for Pitt to score a major upset. And then they did. That was kind of fun to watch. I think that there's been a pretty significant downward trend in Miami's quality of play, not just against Pitt, but also the week prior against Virginia. And I'm really big about trends, um, but, but I also really like Clemson. And I think Clemson is playing some of its best football right now. They're coming off a dominating win over in-state rival South Carolina. So I think nine and a half points, which is the spread, is actually pretty gentle. I think Clemson is going to dominate this game seal the deal, and then head into the playoff as the number one seed, essentially. So I'm going with Clemson. So both of these teams really just lucked out this season with with easy schedules. Sure, they're both one-loss teams, although they lost to unranked teams. So we said Miami lost to Pitt, but Clemson lost to Syracuse earlier in the season. But still, neither team has had a lot of challenges and you know what? Miami is not going to be a challenge for Clemson. I am totally on the same page with you. This is already one of the biggest spreads for, for these games. And I think Clemson is just going to dominate and easily win this one. And just as Pitt sort of showed or exposed Miami's weaknesses and Virginia started to show them, I agree. There's just a trend. And I do not think Miami is going to be able to keep up. So we agree on this one because I am also picking Clemson. All right, good. Well, that brings us to our last game, another APM game. This one's on Fox. Number four, Wisconsin, finally number four, you know, finally in the playoff. They play Ohio State, the winners of the Big Ten East. Ohio State is number eight in the country, but they're a five and a half point favorite, which is a little surprising, I suppose. This game is in Indianapolis, as it has been for years. They did not meet in the regular season. Of course, that's one of the main criticisms for Wisconsin is that they haven't played a high caliber of schedule. So by country mile, Ohio State is the best team Wisconsin will have played all year. They've, I mean, they they beat Michigan. They beat Iowa. They've beaten some decent teams, but Ohio State is way better. And while the Badgers have handled every challenge thrown at them so far, I think that the Buckeyes come in highly motivated. I think they're going to throw Wisconsin around just like they did a few years ago when they beat Wisconsin 59 to nothing in the Big Ten championship game. And it's going to look a lot like a game earlier this year that I disliked, which was uh, when Michigan State played Ohio State and just got thrashed. So I think it's going to look a lot like that. It's also the best shot that Ohio State has at making the playoffs. So Alabama sitting at number five, basically the, the next team up should someone in the top four fall. And they have no game. So Alabama has an opportunity to just kind of slip in, slip in the back door. Ohio State's at number eight. So there's a really big question on what it would take for Ohio State to essentially leapfrog and get to the uh, the playoff. You know, how could they jump Alabama? It's a very tough question. Um, and I think the only way they can do it, they can make a case for themselves is by dominating Wisconsin. And I think we've seen in past years that when Ohio State has to do something like that, essentially destroy an opponent, that they're not afraid to do it and that they go and do it. So I'm going to go with the Buckeyes and Big. Um, Although I'm honestly rooting for Wisconsin, but (laughs) I think Ohio State's going to win this game. Okay, so... 
Wisconsin is still undefeated, haven't played anybody. Ohio State has lost to Oklahoma and Iowa. So I do agree with you that Ohio State can, like, respond to pressure very well. I think Wisconsin does too. We haven't seen it a ton. There were some games that were closer in the first half, and then Wisconsin just really picked it up and, like, killed it. So I think both teams will be able to play well under the pressure that they are under because Wisconsin, if they win, they're going to make it into the playoffs, and that is such a big deal to them. And Ohio State, I don't think they would be able to make it into the playoffs, but they would at least uh, take Wisconsin out of it because if Wisconsin loses this game, they don't have a chance. Uh, since this is their, like, one time to show they're a good team. I, I can see that just being enough motivation for, for them to really play at their top. Also, Wisconsin has the top defense in the country, and they also have a really strong offensive passing game. And I know that Ohio State typically wins this one and that this game is so important to both teams and the national picture, But I really see Wisconsin just pulling out all the stops, keeping their undefeated season. As turnovers may kill them, but I still see Wisconsin winning this one. Well, that'd be a good story. Like I said, I'm rooting for Wisconsin to win. I just think Ohio State is better, that they're going to play better. They're going to dominate, especially in a dome. You, know, you saw that game in Ann Arbor, Ohio State struggled early against Michigan, kind of came on late, even with a backup quarterback. And when they get into a dome, I think that they can unleash all their offensive talent, all the weapons that they have and and really pick apart Wisconsin. So that's one of the reasons I think Ohio State's going to get it done. But um, I, don't know, I just think the Buckeyes are better that they're going to prove it and show it this time around. When you beat him, you kind of got to catch him off guard, and I don't think Wisconsin's going to catch him off guard. Uh, not this time around, at least. Well, those are our championship week games, and we have a lot of scenarios we've been talking about. So, you know, if Oklahoma wins, they're in the playoff. If Auburn wins, they're in the playoff. If Georgia wins, if Clemson wins, there are a lot of scenarios where you win and you're in. So I was talking earlier about the by UCF and about potentially moving to an 18 playoff down the road. This is almost like a, you know, the 18 playoff right now where you have all these games, which are essentially conference regionals and the winner of the regional advances to the playoff. So I kind of like that, that potential outcome. Now it's not true in every case, you know, the PAC PAC 12 will not be sending representative to the playoff. If TCU wins, they're probably not going to go. And obviously, neither UCF or Memphis will go, which is a little disappointing for me that UCF won't get a chance to prove themselves until their New Year's Six Bowl game if they win. So I really wish this was an 18 playoff, and this is kind of like a a little bit like it, um, which to me is why it's one of the reasons this particular season has been so exciting and why I'm thrilled that we have such a an incredible slate of games coming up to to kind of finish it off. You know, we still actually have games next week after after this one. Army plays Navy, and uh, that's always a big one. So I don't think we'll be talking about that one, though. Um, Leslie, I got a question for you. So I wanted just to do just a little bit of speculation. 
let's say that Miami beats Clemson. So, but in, in a very, very close game. Clemson's number one right now. Miami's number seven. Let's say that Miami wins uh, 35 to 34. Does Miami make the playoff? And does Clemson make the playoff? Ooh, I don't think that's an isolated question. Because It's, it's not, but assume that the favorites right. carry in the other games. So Oklahoma okay. wins, Auburn wins. And Wisconsin wins. Okay. I don't know if that's enough for Miami to move up. Um, it's tough because both are one loss right now, but to unranked team. So it would be a good, it would be Miami's best win, but a okay loss for Clemson, sort of. Uh, I don't know if that's enough to bump up Miami into the top four, though. This committee is so resume-based, and it and it's tough for me to say that it would that Miami would like jump over Georgia, for example, um, to to get up there. I don't know about Clemson. I think they in that scenario that they might just drop to number four. Um, but I'm not sure because their loss to Syracuse was pretty rough. I don't like that there's two lost teams in the top four. By the way. <laughs> yeah, that makes it really tough. In fact. Yeah. To me, that's the biggest knock against Ohio State that they've lost two games. Granted, one of those was to Oklahoma, one of the best teams in the country. And if Ohio State had went out and scheduled a cream puff, they would be a one-loss team right now instead of a two-loss team. So I I don't love that argument, but they had the opportunity. They didn't get it done. That would be very difficult, though, what you're describing like so Cle- Miami would have won the championship game. Clemson would have lost. Um, so h- how can you not send the champion? You know, how-, how can you send Clemson when they didn't win their own conference? That's a very, very tough question for me. I, that's why I don't, I don't want to get too deep into this speculation because there are way too many variables. But that one kind of jumped out at me. Like, what if there's like a really close Miami win that throws a wrench into things? Because I think a lot of people are just looking at these games and assuming Clemson's going to get it done. I mean, Clemson is the biggest favorite of all the games we discussed. I I think people are just uh, assuming that the Tigers are going to win. And we know from experience that that might not happen, that Miami could come back and knock it off and just throw that chaos wrench into everything. Leslie, my last question for you as we head into championship weekend, are you rooting for chaos this time around or... Are you just going to sit back and look for good, fun games? I am rooting for Alabama to not be in the top four. Well, that's a different angle than I was expecting. <laughs> like, Is that because they don't deserve it? Because I honestly never imagined a college football playoff where Alabama wouldn't be in the top four or, or even wouldn't be number one. But just seeing them drop down to five – Makes me smile. <laughs> but I think it just it provides so much more opportunity to other teams. Because when you just have one team that is always sitting in one of the slots of the top four, you, that only leaves room for three other teams. And we're already saying that, like, the top four is already so narrow. So I like the idea of giving 
Wisconsin an opportunity to play a, a really great team. And I, in general, that's going to be better for the program. It's going to be better for those players. And I just hate seeing one team always being at the top and then also always getting the best recruits and just not really allowing any other opportunities for other teams. Well, it's cyclical. I mean, Alabama does get the best recruits, but they're actually limited a little bit by their system. They have great defense, obviously good line play, but they generally don't have like the, like a super dynamic passing quarterback. Jalen Hurst is a good multi-threat guy, but Alabama isn't one to have, you know, like a Sam Darnold or a Jared Goff from years prior. Um, I I don't know why that name jumped out at me, but it, but it did. Um, So for whatever reason, Alabama just doesn't have like the best quarterbacks or the best kickers even. So they have all these great players, but then they have like, a walk-on kicker who didn't get any scholarship offers and and therefore if the game's on on his foot you know on the line on his foot then there's a huge risk there so it's very cyclical you know Clemson has gotten great recruits lately um I don't think it's going to last for Alabama you know other programs are going to step up Alabama will get kind of stale for recruits a little bit I mean not in a huge way but it just happens like you see it with every dynasty every every good team every good coach that they will have some bad years and other schools will be become the cool school to go to i think the florida teams will be back you know florida florida state will they have to i mean there's too much talent in that area to to be bad forever um we didn't talk about it a whole lot but the coaching carousel has really heated up in the past week so this offseason is going to be there's going to be massive change in the, you know, across the whole country in terms of who's coaching where. You're going to get NFL guys coming back down. You're going to get, you know, mid major coaches jumping up kind of randomly. So we're just getting started in that, uh, especially heading to bowl season. It's going to really, really, really heat up. So there's going to be a lot to talk about, but I'm really looking forward to this weekend and. I can't imagine I can't imagine a better weekend as far as matchups. Yeah, absolutely. And to give a better answer to your question, I would love to see some chaos in there. Uh, I mean, last week, I feel like there were a lot of games that went to upsets that I weren't expecting. And these are such good, good rematches here. I'm really, really looking forward to it. Cool. Well, maybe we should wrap it up and go ahead and move on. That wraps up our game preview and picks. Thanks for listening to College Football Daybreak, and be sure to follow us on Twitter at CFB Daybreak. Our next episode will be up next week. Talk to you then. Bye.